Welcome to the Life Church Sermon Podcast. We're a church based in North Dallas with a desire to help people love God, love people, and make a difference. We hope you enjoy today's sermon. Exodus 33, verse 12. I'm going to read and then I'll let you be seated. Exodus 33, we're going to start out in the Old Testament. I'm going to finish with one verse in the New Testament in the book of Luke. Exodus 33, one of the first five books, part of the Pentateuch. Exodus 33, verse 12 says this, and I'm reading from the ESV, more modern version here, says, Moses said to, said to the Lord, see, you say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I I know you by name. Moses is telling God this, having this little back and forth, but he's doing all the talking right now. You, you said, I, I know you by name, and you've also said that, that I've found favor in your sight. So Moses was here in a situation where he needed to lead the children of Israel forward. Over, over two million stiff-necked and rebellious people I'm blessed to pastor, you know, a congregation with no stiff-necked people. <laughs> Moses needed help, and, uh, but he, he didn't know what God was going to do. He didn't know how God was going to provide, and, and maybe there's some of you here today that that's where you find yourself. You don't know where it's coming from. Amen. You, you can't see it, but you need God to do it. Amen. You need God to... Provide. Maybe there's some of you that are that are needing God to do something for you today that you cannot do for yourself. Anybody out there today? And if that's the case, you need favor. You need favor. Moses needed God's favor, and he said to God, "Go with me and fight for me. I I need to know that you're going to do this." In essence, is what he was saying in verse number twelve. And then he went on to say this in verse number 13. Now, therefore, if I have found favor in your sight, please show me now your ways that I may know you. This was, this was the end that Moses was trying to get to, that I may know you in order to find favor in your sight. There it is again, find favor. I need your favor, God. Then he goes on to say this, consider too that this nation is your people. A lot of times, you know, when pastors are talking, they'll talk about, you know, my church and, you know, my people, our people, but Moses was so tired of them, he was giving them back to God. He said, this is your, this is your you know what you do? You parents do it sometimes when your kids are acting up, that's your baby. Do something about your kid. That's what Moses was doing. He'd given them back to God. Verse 14, God now speaks back to him. And he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then Moses said, if your presence will not go with me, don't bring us up from here. For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Is it not in your going with us? So that we are distinct, I and your people, from every other people in the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, this very thing that you have spoken, I will do. In other words, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to take care of you. I will do it. For you have found favor 
in my sight and you know my name. One more quick verse, Luke 1, 28 says this. And having come in, the angel said to her, her being Mary, the mother of Jesus, the soon-to-be mother of Jesus, here's what the angel said, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. I want to start a a short two-week series today on God's favor. God's favor. God bless you. You can be seated. Let me just begin today by telling you that I would rather have favor than fortune. I would rather have favor than to have fame. Proverbs 22 puts it like this. Favor is better than silver or gold. And because of that, church, I would rather have the favor of God than to have the blessings of a million men. Listen, I don't know about you today, but I need God's favor. I want God's favor in my life. It means more to me than anything that I could gain in this world. The favor of God, the blessing of the Lord, the covering of God, the assurance that where I go, not only is he going to go with me, but he goes before me. Oh, hallelujah. That, that word favor refers to special benefits. You see, when you're a child of the king, you've got some special benefits. That that word favor refers to the blessings of God. It's it's when you are shown kindness. It's when you are treated with generosity that is far beyond what you would normally come to expect. This, This word favor is mentioned in the Bible almost as much as the words grace and mercy and blessing. As a matter of fact, in many places, it's actually translated at grace. But when you get to the root, it's that word favor is there. But what I, what I want you to know today, what I want you to know from the very beginning of this message, from what I wanted you to know from the beginning of this series, is that favor is not some you know, obscure theme or concept in the Word of God. It's not some sidebar on the menu of the Christian life, but favor is central to what God wants for his people. It is central to what God promises to his people. God's favor matters. God's favor is real. God's favor is important. And if you didn't show up today wanting God's favor, I pray that when you leave today, you'll recognize that you need God's favor. I'm going to talk a little bit about what what favor is, but let me tell you, there's some favor fallacies out there as well. There's some things that that we talk about that that we we would classify as the favor of God that's really not biblical. So there's some fallacies. In fact, when I said that I was going to talk about God's favor today and, and next Sunday, some of you probably thought that I was going to talk about how, you know what, if you'll do certain things, then, then you're going to, you know, the heavens are going to open and just blessings and goodness are going to rain down in your life. Maybe, maybe when you heard me say, you know, I'm going to talk about God's favor, you begin to think about that, that favor means your life is going to be easy. Maybe you thought that favor means that you'll, you'll always get that front row parking spot at the mall. 
That, that favor means you're always going to get in the shortest and the fastest checkout lane at Walmart. <laughs> Maybe you thought that, that, that once you obtain the favor of God, that life will never be difficult. I mean, you tithe, right? You, you volunteer to serve in the nursery. My God, you need to get an extra star in your crown for that. You're on, the, you're on the kid's life dream team. You ought to have favor if anybody gets favor. I mean, surely those things are going to cause the waters to always part for you. But listen, if you've lived for God long enough, you've probably come to realize like I have that just like everybody else, you're not going to get that front row parking space. You're going to park in the back 40 just like everybody else does. You're still going to get stuck in the slowest checkout lane, right? But you know what? These things are frivolous. These things are, are maybe, maybe funny or humorous, but, but sometimes it's, it's worse than that. Some, sometimes real life happens to us and you think I'm supposed to have favor but I prayed for that loved one and they didn't get healed. And they were a really good person. If anybody deserved to be healed, they deserved to be healed. And you prayed hard for them. And, and you exercised and you mustered every ounce of faith that you could and, and a whole lot of other people were joining together with, the, with you in that. But they still weren't healed. A lot of people say, you know what, I, I, I want God's favor, but maybe what you've been mistakenly wanting from God isn't his favor, but it's you want him to do you favors. And there's a big difference. The favor of God is not the same as God doing you favors. But I want you to know today that the favor of God is biblical. And the favor of God is for you. And listen, whatever you might fabricate in your mind of what the favor of God is supposed to be, biblical favor is so much better. It's so much more than what you could think or what you could want or what you'd expect. And God wants to give it to you today. He wants you to walk in the assurance that you have his covering, that he is with you, that he is for you and not against you. He wants to remind somebody today that you are a beloved child of God, that he longs to treat you with kindness, that he longs to be generous on your behalf. He's going to go above and beyond what you can expect. Oh, somebody clap your hands to the Lord. Praise God. You see, when Moses asked God for favor, it wasn't just so he could have more camels. It wasn't just so he could drive the latest model off of the camel lot. He wanted that new camel smell. That, that's not what it was. It wasn't just so that he could have more things. And oftentimes that's what we equate favor to. It's things. It's things. It's, it's possessions. It's blessings. That, that's not what Moses was pursuing. It, it wasn't just so he could live an easier life in the wilderness. It, no, he, he, wanted, he wanted the favor of God. We read it just a moment ago. He wanted the favor of God so he could know God. I want to see your handiwork in my life. 
I want to see when, when the going gets tough that you sustain me in that time. I, I want to see how when hardship comes and when heartbreak happens that, that you hold me together in those times. He wanted to know the Lord. That's what the Word of God says. You see, church, motives matter. When you're pursuing God and you're pursuing the favor of God, motives matter. And so because of that, you need to know that the favor of God cannot be reduced to a formula. It's all about relationship. The favor of God, it's not a, a set of steps that you can take to get what you want from God. He's not a genie in the bottle. He's not a cosmic vending machine. Listen, the favor of God is not achieved. The favor of God is simply received. When you are walking in relationship with him, when you are, when you are seeking him and pursuing him, when you've got the, the, the mindset like Moses did, that, hey, I just want to know you. I just want to see you working in my life. I just want to know, Lord, that you're fighting for me, that you've got me, that you're going to go before me and you're going to be with me. Hallelujah. The favor of God is a byproduct of being in a right relationship with Jesus Christ. And it changes the way that you see God. When you understand favor, it changes the way you see God. It enhances your understanding of the way that he sees you. Because not only does it matter how you see him, it's very important how, how, he, how you think he sees you. Maybe that's the most important thing about God's favor is that you begin to recognize how he looks at you, how he sees you, what he thinks about when he, when he thinks of your name. So, so sometimes we, we think that God loves us just because he has to, right? I mean, it's like a contractual thing and that if we put our faith in him, then he has to love us no matter what, even if he doesn't want to, even if we disappoint him. But what God's favor teaches me is that not only does God love me, but he likes me. And he doesn't love me because he has to. He likes me because he wants to. That's good news, isn't it? Listen, God doesn't just love you because he got tricked into it. He likes you because he made you. He likes you because he has a plan for you, because he has a purpose for you. And if you are in Christ, I want you to know today that God is pleased with you. He's not pleased with you because you're perfect, but he's pleased with you because you're his. He's pleased with you because of the finished work of Calvary. It's not because of your goodness or my goodness. It's all because of his goodness. Oh, is anybody grateful for that today? Hallelujah. We need to understand the way God sees us. Listen, there, there's, there's an old Christian cliche that people sometimes say about people who get on their nerves. Well, the Bible says you got to love everybody. But it doesn't say you have to like everybody. I'm sure nobody here has ever said that. But because we think that way, then we project that onto God. And if we think that way, surely he feels that way. Right? That's how, that's how, that must be how he feels about us. I've got to love them, but don't mean I have to like them. 
I, I, I got I to love them, but they get on my last nerve. And we think that's how God, God looks at us, and that's what God's thinking about us. I mean, do you know how long I've been trying to deal with him about his temper, and he still gets mad when he shouldn't get mad? You think that's what God's up there looking down and seeing us? Do, do you know how many ways I've blessed her and she still complains even in the middle of the blessings? Listen, we've got so many weaknesses. There, there's so much wrong with us because we don't even like ourselves sometimes. And because we don't like ourselves, we, there again, we have trouble thinking, how can he like us? How can he like me when I don't even like myself right now? So we operate out of this frame of reference that God must not like us either. But hear me today. If you'll just come to get an understanding of God's favor, when you understand that the way God feels about you goes beyond the way that you feel about yourself at any given moment, and listen, if you'll come to understand that God doesn't choose you based on your performance, but God chooses you based on the fact that he has given you a purpose, and when you get that in your mind, then you can understand that when God looks at you, he looks through the blood of Jesus Christ. He looks at you in the terms of relationship. He looks at you and says, hey, that's my son. That's my daughter. And I'm in covenant with them. And I'll go to the ends of the earth for them. Listen, if God has chosen to give you favor, that means you're his favorite. You're the apple of his eye. That's what the word of God says. I'm not making stuff up today. Your name is inscribed on the palm of his hand. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You need to get an understanding. You need to get a revelation today of the favor of God. It's not just about how you see him, but it's about how he sees you. Praise God. Church favor is a byproduct of the grace of God. Favor is a byproduct of the mercy of God. And when you understand God's favor, then you understand that it's not arrogant for you to say, hey, I'm a product of favor. I've been favored by God. I can't understand this. I, 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 I can't explain this. I, 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 I didn't earn this. I don't, I don't deserve this. I, I've just been favored. It's not arrogant to say that. As a matter of fact, I would say that it's arrogant to not say that. If you try to take credit for every good thing in your life, I think that's arrogant. Because it's God. It's the goodness of God. It's the blessings of God. It's the favor of God. So there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, you know what? God has surely favored me. God has surely smiled upon me. God has been better to me than I've been to myself. Because people who understand favor know that, you know what, I wouldn't even be here today if it wasn't for his grace. I, I, I would have, if it wouldn't have been for the Lord on my side, my, my enemies would have swallowed me up by now. I'd have been divorced three times by now if it wasn't for the favor and the grace and the mercy and the blessings of God. Oh, can somebody shout Amen. Hallelujah. When you begin to understand the favor of God, it's a humbling thing. It's a humbling thing. It makes you recognize it's all about him. 
It really has very little to do with you, but it's all about him. It humbles you and it draws you closer into relationship with the God who knows your every inadequacy and he chooses you anyway. Thank you, Jesus. If you ever read a, an email or may, maybe got a text message and you misinterpreted the tone, it's easy to do, isn't it? You know what I'm talking about. Maybe, maybe it happened with, with, you, with your boss and, and you got this email, you got this text message and you thought, you thought that he was mad at you just by, by default. And when you read that message, you interpreted that tone as being angry. Anybody ever done that before? Listen, a good practice is to imagine that the person that's sending you that email, the person that is sending you that text message, imagine that they were smiling when they wrote it. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to help somebody today beyond Sunday. I'm trying to help you on Monday right now. Don't, don't automatically assume the worst. Don't automatically interpret that tone to be negative. Just begin to picture that person and put a big fat smile on their face. See if that don't help you out a little bit. That will save you from a whole lot of unnecessary worrying. You know, but I, I wonder how much our view of God would change if we read his word like he was smiling when he said it. Like we really believe that, you know what? Hey, we're favored of God. He means this for my good. He's doing this to help me, not to hurt me. Now listen, God, God doesn't always say things in his word that are nice and easy to receive. There's some hard things in here. Amen, somebody? There's some tough things in here. There, 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 there's some correction in here. And I don't know about you, but I need it. There's some, there's some admonition in here. There, there's some rebuking in here. I need that from time to time. Hey, buddy, you need to change your ways. You need to do some things differently. And the word of God can confront me, and that's okay. The Bible says the word of God, it's inspired, and it will reprove us. There's, there's some reproof in here. But listen, even the stuff that God says to us, that seems harsh. When you understand your standing with him, when you understand your place in his kingdom, when you understand how much he loves you and values you, when you understand that you have found favor, then even when God is correcting you, if you have his favor, you understand he's smiling over you and he accepts you even as he corrects you. Oh, does anybody believe that today? Hallelujah. He's not out to get you. He's not out to destroy you. He's not looking for every chance to punish you. Oh, that's good news. That'll change your life if you've got the wrong perspective about God today. You need to see through the lens of favor. You're his. You're his. He gave his life for you. He shed his blood for you. You mean something to him. Oh, hallelujah. I pray that somebody will get a hold of this today. I want to go back to something that I, I said earlier about how God's favor isn't just for our convenience. It's not just about him doing us favors. 
When I, when I read you that passage in Luke chapter one where the angel came to Mary, verse 28, and that angel said, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you, blessed are you among women. Listen, Mary, according to this right here, Mary wasn't just favored. She was super favored. She was mega favored. She had favor on top of favor. She was extra favored. She was blessed, the angel said, and highly favored. You getting that? You understanding? I kind of repeated myself enough here. She was really, really, really favored. And it's interesting to me that if we heard those words spoken about a young, unmarried, engaged girl, we would begin to think to ourselves, all right, she's blessed. She's highly favored. That's wonderful. So what's going to come next? What's the angel about to say next? Hey, you have been chosen to be on say yes to the dress. Is that still a thing anymore? Okay. Didn't know. Mary, you are, you are so highly favored that, that, you know what? Your cake, your wedding cake is going to be paid for. All the flowers for your wedding, they're going to be complimentary. You're going to go on an all-expenses-paid honeymoon because you're blessed, because you're favored. So all these good things, that's what we expect. When in reality, here's what came next. You're going to give birth to a baby in a barn. And it's going to appear to everybody else that you're giving birth and you're having a baby out of wedlock. And there's going to be murmuring. There's going to be gossiping. There's going to be things said behind your back. And this child that you're going to give birth to him, the, the, the thing that no, no parent wants to happen, she, this is what's going to happen to her. You're going to outlive your son because he's only going to live for 33 years. And then you're going to have a front row seat to his death. And it's not just going to be any death, but he's going to die by crucifixion on a cruel cross. Hey, Mary, I've got a question for you. Do you still want that favor? You still want to be highly favored? Is that still something of interest to you? You see, church, I believe that when you find God's favor, it's all about his presence. It's not about what we can get from him. It's not about the tangible things. It's not about the possessions. It's all about his presence. It's all about knowing him. It's all about knowing, hey, I might walk a tough way in life, but he's going to go before me, and he's going to be with me every step of the way. In essence, church, God's favor is not about what happens to me. It's about who I know is with me no matter what happens. That's the favor of God. That's the favor of God. That's why Mary was highly favored because, oh, even though that she was going to, going to go through all kind of things, even though she was going to endure hurt and heartache, God was going to be with her. The presence of the Lord was going to abide with her. And church, that is favor. That's more than we deserve. I said, that's more than I deserve. 
going to walk through the valley, but he's going to be with me. Come on, you're going to walk through the valley. Just because God favors you doesn't mean life is going to be easy. Doesn't mean you're going to get every promotion. Doesn't mean that you're going to have every door open in front of you. He's going to be with you. He's going to sustain you. He's going to uphold you. He's not ever going to leave you. He's not ever going to forsake you. I understand friends may do that from time to time. Family may even do that sometimes, but not your God because you've got favor with him and he loves you with an undying love. So I came to tell somebody today who's struggling. I came to tell somebody today who's hurting. Somebody here who maybe has a broken heart. Maybe you've got a situation with your kids that doesn't seem very favorable right now. Maybe you've recently received a doctor's report that doesn't seem favorable. Maybe you've got got depression that's surfacing in your soul and you really aren't feeling a whole lot of favor right now. I want to let you know that if for no other reason and the simple fact and the single fact that Jesus promised to be with you and that he said, I'm with you always and I'm never going to leave you or forsake you. If you'll find nothing more than Jesus in your life, you've got favor. And I'll even go beyond that. You're highly favored. If you've got Jesus, you've got everything today. I want you to tell somebody next to you, you're highly favored. Uh, Now I want you to take your finger and point point it to yourself, I'm highly favored. And I want you to believe that. And I want you to get a hold of that today. He loves you. He cares about you. He is interested in you. He's reaching for you. He's wanting to change your perspective today. Not just about how you see him, but about how he sees you. Listen, I can testify today. Stand with me. I I can testify today that I found favor when Jesus died for me. That was favor. And that favor ain't fair. Oh, I know. We we, we do it. I do it. We say it. We get, man, that that parking space opens up at just the right time. Oh, favor ain't fair. Jesus died for me on the cross. fact that I don't have to pay for my own sins by shedding my blood. When I think about the fact that he hung on the cross so I wouldn't have to, that he died in my place, that's favor. And that favor ain't fair. But I'm thankful for it today. And I need it today. And I want it today. Listen, and because I found favor, I don't have to know where I'm going. All I have to know is that he's going with me. 
I don't have to know what's coming my way tomorrow because I know he holds tomorrow in his hands. In the valley, I have favor. On the mountain, I have favor. In the uncertainty, I have favor. When life hits me hard, I've got favor. When I'm blessed, I have favor. When I'm cursed, because he's for me and he'll fight on my behalf he'll put my enemies under his feet I wonder if there's anybody here today who wants the favor of God I wonder if there's anybody here today who wants to get a new view and a new perspective of how God sees you today we're going to spend some time in prayer around this altar oh does anybody want to be shown some kindness by the Lord today oh Come and let him wrap you in his favor this morning. Does anybody want to experience the generosity of God beyond anything that you deserve? Beyond anything that you could expect today? Oh, you might not have come in feeling favor today, but you can leave knowing that you are highly, that you are greatly favored. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that you were inspired by today's sermon. Connect with the Life Church through our website, tlcdallas.com, and on Facebook and Instagram at TLC Dallas. Remember, together we can love God, love people, and make a difference. God bless.